This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Al and Jerry are here with more sports news and other stories that they couldn't get to during the morning show. Here we go. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go, the podcast. So what is up? Do you mind if I stand up, Al? No, please. I've been sitting for the last five hours, and quite frankly, I, I feel just tired and sluggish. Uh, so you're going to stand I'm gonna instead. stand up. Try All to wake right. me up for the ride home. Fair enough, Jerry. Jerry, I wanted to talk to you about something that I find kind of interesting, and I uh, wonder if you do as well, uh, and I just want to discuss it. Mermaids. And go from there. Not mermaids. Not mermaids. I'm very interested in this Barstool Sports getting a show on uh, ESPN. You're jealous. Uh, no, not jealous. I'm interested from a... Um, Jerry, if I may put on my... Um, you know, I used to teach uh, at a college. Right. If I may put on my... Professor, you know, hat. professor hat yeah. from a media studies perspective, Jerry, I want to look at this and discuss with you and see your thoughts. So Barstool Sports was something that was created on their own. They had they didn't go to a network, right? right? They they were their own thing. They were a blog. I think it started in Boston. Uh, then they got a guy here in New York to do a New York uh, blog version of that. That's now this is Kevin. Kevin, right? Who He's we know. the New York guy. He's the New York guy. Okay. Now I will say uh, I know Kevin, and I like Kevin. I don't know many of the other barstool guys except for that I follow some of them on Twitter. Right. I don't think that I'm the barstool audience really anymore because I'm 48 years old, and okay. I think they're uh, they aim at a younger person. How much are those guys though? Like, how old are they? I'm not sure. I would bet Kevin's 30s? in his 30s. Yeah, right. I bet those guys are in their 30s. Okay. Uh, so I'm really so I know I'm not their audience, and uh, I know of them. I don't listen to a lot of their podcasts, even though I know they're all at the top. So I respect them very much. You they, do listen. As someone that drives in with you now, yes, you do sir. discuss them a lot. I know yes. you do respect the hell out of them. I respect what they how they came from nothing and built this own thing and. Every time they put out a new type of podcast, like they started putting out a baseball podcast, boom, right to the top. Like Are they hiring? You, uh, I'd, I'd like to do a baseball podcast. Well, they're, they're doing that already. Oh. So when you look at their stuff, it's always like the top of the podcast game, uh, Twitter, social media. They're all over it. Right. So uh, one of their podcasts called Pardon My Take, which is very popular, just got a show on ESPN. Has it started yet? Actually, it began last night. Okay. Now, ESPN, to me, put them on at a totally fugazi time. First of all, they put them on ESPN2 on Tuesday night at 1 a.m. That's a rough time. 
So that's a big DVR time, I'm yes. sure. But they put them on nonetheless. So Barstool kind of built their brand on, uh, uh, they they were not, never very careful with their language. Mm-hmm. They talked, I think, like guys would talk in a bar on a bar stool. That's the way I always took oh, it. That's how they got the name. That's right, Jerry. Jesus. That's what I came up with. Right. So it's interesting just to see how uh, a new media thing like Barstool interacts now with ESPN. Because I always looked at them as like the anti-ESPN. So I wondered how their fans would feel about them going to ESPN. And what kind of reaction have you seen? People seem very excited that their stuff is going to ESPN. Now, to me, uh, like I said, I I, I never listened to Pardon My Take. Uh, Everyone tells me I should. I just haven't. Um, To me, it seemed like, like when I was younger, I loved David Letterman on NBC at 1230 at night. Right. When Letterman got the CBS job and moved to 1130, it changed for me. I felt like, oh, now everyone's going to know about David Letterman, sure. where it was kind of my thing. No different than, like, you might have a band that you love, the Jerry, and you would follow them and go to their concerts and buy their records, and then all of a sudden, you know, WNEW started playing them. You're like, well, this stinks now. Everyone's going to know about this band. Mm-hmm. So I wondered, one, uh, how their fans felt about that, you know, going to a different platform. Yes. But, and by the way, Barstool is not changing what they are. This is now another branch of it, correct? Another branch of it. And now I was watching also, I, so I'm following along on all this because a lot of uh, media sites that I follow have been writing about it. Okay. And Erica, who I believe is the new newer CEO of Barstool. Not Erica Herskowitz. Not Erica Herskowitz. I, I can't re- recall okay. her last name. Nardini. Erica Nardini. Uh, she was tweeting out yesterday that, um, you know, even the language that they may have used in the past, they can fit into somebody else's box, the ESPN box for this show. The language they used to use, they can fit into this? No, I'm saying the the Barstool audience knows them and they became popular based on the the way they spoke, the way they wrote, which doesn't fit ESPN. Okay. She's saying they can take their Barstool brand and make it fit at ESPN. Oh, I see. Okay. And other places. So they can kind of alter it. Right. But again, to me, I wonder, do their fans want that? Right. Apparently they do. If I'm okay. following along on Twitter, people seem to love it. Okay. But what's show happening... Show one, by the way. Show one. Right. But what's happening now is uh, people that work at ESPN who have been um, criticized by Barstool in the past with some salty language are now tweeting out those articles. Uh, uh, Sam Ponder mm-hmm. is uh, one of them who, who got into it with them. And so she's finding these old articles and uh, tweeting them saying, oh, can't wait to work with you guys, wink, wink, based on what you've said about me in the past. Right. And not very complimentary, I imagine. Not complimentary. Right. Exactly. So it's funny to see that happening, right? And then it's also funny to see then the Barstool guys going through, let's say, Sam Ponder, going through her tweets from years ago and finding things that she said not so great either and then them screen grabbing that and saying oh i see you also make jokes as well welcome to the uh, can't wait to work with you as well 
So it's fun to watch as uh, somebody who just likes kind of media and media coverage. So you're telling me they went through her thousands of tweets <laughs> yes. to find one or two to expose her. And I love it. Oh, I know funny you love it. Because it's, yes, well, she went back a few years to find what they said about her. Right. They went back to 2009, found some of her tweets calling people sluts or whatever it was. <laughs> so it's fun to watch from a social media thing. Do you ever think and wonder some of the things you've put out there? If you ever got another job, do you think you'd have to go back and look through everything? Well, I I, I don't think I would, perhaps. But I don't think I've tweeted anything because I think I've always thought of that before I tweeted. Perhaps. Maybe not, Jerry. Right, so let's say, for instance, I don't know, someone wanted you to either co-host or produce the Blank and Geno Smith show. Right. Oh, I see like, what you're you saying. Would you go back and delete what you wrote? No, you can't. Well, you can. That's a good point. I was just wondering. No, no, you're right. You really don't know what path life takes you to tomorrow. Right. I think we've learned that in the last month and a half. Yes. So do you just let stuff hang out there? Like, I can tell you right now, I have said some horrendous things about not the city of Philadelphia. I actually like the city of Philadelphia. I go there with Columbia many times, Penn, the Palestra, great. But I've said many bad things about Eagle fans, and I'm not really Philly fans, but mostly Eagle fans. Yeah. Could you imagine if the Eagles play-by-play job ever opened up and I tried <laughs> to interview for it? And, and word ever got out that I was interviewing for the job? Not that I got it, but I was interviewing. No, let's say you got it, and then somebody finds your stuff. That would be a problem. That's what sucks. That would be a problem. So uh, the Barstool, I'm, I think I'm calling her CEO. I'm not sure if that's her title. But okay. I know she's one of the head people there, right. Erica Nardini. She tweeted yesterday as well that Barstool is really one of the first companies, media companies, that grew up in the internet era, meaning all of their stuff's available yeah, online. Yeah. And what does that mean for things like you're saying, we've all said about people in the past? Yes. I actually think about that sometimes. I don't think there's many bad things that I've put out on Twitter. I really don't, because uh, I don't really do Facebook very much, a little bit, not much. I don't do anything else. And I think about, is there anything out there that would burn me right. going forward? That's the one thing I always come up with. Not that the chances of me ever even interviewing for a job like that in Philadelphia would even come up, but you never know. And those are the, and there's been more than one, I can say. Remember yeah. the whole Foo Philly thing with Craig? Right. Oh, I jumped on that bandwagon. Yes. There must be dozens of, of, of Twitter things where I was bashing the Eagle fans. The fun part about it now, too, is like when uh, guys get drafted in the NFL or the NBA – and when they were college kids, only a few years ago, maybe you're watching a game and you're bashing somebody who's now LeBron. your <laughs> yeah, now your teammate. Yep, you're a Celtic fan and you're bashing LeBron. Now there is a thing. A couple of years ago, uh, you know, uh, when I would do the show prep with Craig in the morning, we would always keep finding these stories where that was happening. People were finding the old tweet, these old yeah. tweets, and da da da. And. Uh, Craig had seen on Shark Tank or an interview, it was either on Shark Tank in a discussion or in an interview with Mark Cuban, where he said he has his Twitter set up, which you can in settings, where every week it deletes your tweets. Right. So that you don't get burned on something. I wonder why we don't do that. Yeah, I don't know. I never thought. I know Craig at the time was like, oh, I'm going to do that. I don't think he ever did. Right. Just seemed like a good idea in that moment. Yeah, but then to go through your settings and do it. But that it's or not a bird a, fly by and he just forgot. <laughs> he got interested in something else. Right. Yeah. So bird fly by, a bird fly flew by. by. A bird fly by. Wow. 
So, um, yeah, so I, I don't really know where I'm going with this other than I'm interested as a spectator. It's a story you're interested in. To watch how Barstool integrates into, like, new media integrating into old media ESPN and how their fans react to that. Is their show every night or I is think it once a week? I think right now it's once a week. Oh, really? Okay. I was going to ask if you would stay up and watch it on Friday night or something. Right. No, well, I did DVR it. Oh, you did? Because I want to see what it is. And the young guys around here love it. Oh, it's great, though. I mean, I'm, I'm saying love Barstool. Got it. And love Pardon My Take. All right. Well, we'll see what it looks As like a on podcast. ESPN, too. Yeah. Yeah, so I will check that out either tonight or tomorrow night. Well, I've got to watch you gotta the you got to remind Yankees. me, though. If it's only once a week, you got to remind me. I'd like to DVR All right, Jerry. I would like to give that a, sh- a try as you well. You would give that a shot. I would, yes. But I've just, um, uh, I, I do like the battles where people at work at ESPN now are angry at ESPN for uh, hiring these guys or, yeah. or having any affiliation well, with Barstool is the way, what they don't want. This is no different than Troy Aikman being angry with Fox for hiring Skip Bayless. Yes. Same exact type right. of deal. So, whatever. Yes. Good little battles. So I'm going to watch that from afar, Jerry. Now, in this uh, Barstool uh, show, the guys are in a van. They do interviews and do their segments in a van. Even for the new show. For this new show, yes. Got it. I'm wondering, Jerry, do you think that van has Kumo tires? I would hope they do. If they don't, may I recommend that to my friends at Barstool Sports, Jerry? I think that would be very nice of you to do so. Yeah, because here's the thing. This fall, if you get a new set of Kumo tires, Jerry, you could save up to $70 through October 31st. Now. Where can this van get fitted with Kumo tires? You tell me, Al. How do well, I find out? you would find a dealer by going to KumoUSA.com. Now, how do you spell Kumo? Tell me. K-U-M-H-O. KumoUSA.com. How do you spell the USA part? Uh, U-S-A. Thank you. This is ultra-high performance wherever you go, Jerry. You take me through some bad neighborhoods. Good thing we have Kumo tires so that we can get through them safely. They're not bad neighborhoods, Al. The Bronx, Brooklyn. When was the last time I drove you through the Bronx, Al? I, do, I don't even know where that is. Right. We don't drive through the do Bronx. Do we drive through Brooklyn? We do. Not the Bronx. All right. <laughs> and I know in the neighborhood where you come pick me up, these pinheads, they all blow their leaves into the street. Mm. Then it rains. Then we drive over them, and today we almost hit a possum. We did. You weaved out of the way. Because of those Kumo tires of yours, Jerry, we didn't crash or run over a possum. KumoTiresUSA.com. That's where you will find a dealer near you. I think you just punch in your zip code. Nice. And there you go. I'm going with Kumo. I know you are. You've become a big Kumo fan. I hope you are too, Jerry. I am. You know that. Uh, then let me bring you this. Uh, two things. One, okay. I was. This is me really just today talking about other shows that I listen to. Okay, this is really your podcast today. Today, you talked so much with the uh, actual show. I'm not going to lie; that is true. Uh, so I listen to Howard Stern as well. I'm still a Howard Stern listener. Right. He had a Robert Plant on yesterday. Yeah, you told me this driving home. Yeah. Yes, I, I was excited. I said, "Oh, Jerry uh, Howard Stern has a Robert Plant on today." I have to. It wasn't great because Robert Plant was not that forthcoming. Okay. But um, does he still play Robert Plant? He does. He has a new album. Really? I'm sure it's terrible. But okay. Um, it was just interesting because Howard never had him on before. Okay. 
And Howard Stern now has a lot of guys on that he's always wanted to have on, like a Neil Young, a Robert Plant, older rockers. A little bucket list of interviews yeah, for Howard a, Stern? Yeah, and these guys are finally doing some promotion. Okay. Because they're over at Sirius. They do all the channels at once. Right. So, but I've been noticing that when Howard Stern says goodbye to these people, he's saying it in a way that I'm interpreting it as, it was lovely meeting you. You meant a lot in my life musically. Nice meet. And he's saying goodbye to them like they're going to die soon. <laughs> like it's over. Yeah. Or and maybe I, he just doesn't think he'll ever have the opportunity again. Right. That's what I mean. So these guys are in their late 60s, early mm-hmm. 70s. Um, and the rock and rollers, they do not live long, unfortunately. Right. And if he only had them on now for the first time, what are the chances they're going to put out another album in five years and do this sort of thing? And will Howard be there? Will this guy? Yeah, sure. So it's kind of sad to hear his goodbyes. How old is Howard now? He is in his uh, early sixties. Early sixties. Yeah. Okay. So it's crazy yes. to just—it's even crazy to think that. Yes. I don't. You know, we're all getting old. But then the other day he had Billy Corgan on. Wow. Now that's funny because I was watching a Smashing Pumpkins concert this morning. Really? From nineteen ninety-five. Wow. And I was telling Bob before the show, um, the the quality of the audio. It was from the Metro Club in Chicago, I think. Oh, yes. I've 19, heard of Maybe that. 1994. might have been 94. I swear to God, Al, I would have thought they were just playing the disc. That's how good the quality was. Really? So it's interesting. I haven't, I haven't even thought of the Smashing Pumpkins until yesterday when you played the song. Coming out of break. Yeah, and I, I played my, wrote myself a little note that I wanted to actually check out some of their live stuff. And I did that this morning. And now you're bringing up Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan. So he's an interesting dude. Right. So he's got a new album out, although I think he calls himself William Corgan now. Oh, boy. Yeah. Anyway, this is what he said to Howard Stern. They were talking about uh, kind of unexplainable things, Mm -hmm. mythology, that sort of thing. This is what he said to Howard. Quote, let's just say I was with somebody once and I saw a transformation that I can't explain. The person transformed into something other than human. I saw it. I was totally sober. What does that mean? It means someone basically morphed into into a, something. Yeah, into like a goon. I don't know. He says, "Quote: Imagine you're doing something, and suddenly you turn around, and there's somebody else standing there. It's hard to explain without going into detail. I'd rather not." I think you kind of have to. You can't put that out there. Listen. He says, quote, it's up there with one of the most intense things I've ever been through. So he's talking about aliens? I don't know. Someone's body was taken over. There was an exorcism. What the hell is he talking about? That I don't know, Jerry. You can't put that out there, Al. That's freaky. That's what I got. Yeah, well, you got balls is what you got. Have we gone long enough now for this podcast? I would say about 22 minutes. Oh, I've. Ne- I'm, by the way, that's you what we normally do. What's that? I said we normally do 22 minutes. Yes. So if I've nailed that perfectly again like I did the I last few days. I think you did. I think because I think we started at 10.09. Internal clock, we it's call 10:31 that. 10.31 right now. We call that an internal clock. What do you clock. got on the uh, big calendar today? Uh, today for me? Yeah. Uh, well. Uh, when it starts with, uh, well. My uh, friend uh, Paul is coming over. That's to do a podcast. And we're going to tape a podcast. Before or after the Yankee game or during? I would say right before. Got it. Um, and then I'll watch the Yankee game. So you're busy between four and five. No, no, I'm busy between four. 
and five, right? And then five Yankees well, no, no. till then, nine. Then you're just watching the game. Well, also internally. Between when I drop you off at 11.25 until four, what do you got Okay, going I'll on? Better have some lunch. lunch. Nap. I'll listen gym. to Howard Stern and have some lunch. Then I'll take a nap. Then I will prepare today's podcast with Paul. Like, I've got to prepare some topics. You got to hit play and record? No, no. We got, I, I will have to write out top. Like, uh, write out. We're doing things uh, that piss you off about taking a cab ride in New York City. No, no, no. Paul, come with some crap because we got to <laughs> fill 55 minutes. <laughs> we're doing today, we're taping things that seem like a scam. Okay. That's an hour? Yeah. Like really? things like this vitamins. To me, that seems like a scam. All right, next Taking topic. Taking vitamins. Well, we would elaborate. How much do you elaborate on that? I would tell Paul, like, one time I went on a regimen where I had, like, I was taking vitamin D and fish oils. No difference. Felt the same. Felt the same. All right, so you covered that topic. Fake boner pills. Scam. Have you ever tried them? I have not. Then how do you know? Because they I can't think you be might real. have tried them. I think you might no, have tried one. I would never try fake okay. boner pills. Then how do you know? I'm saying these are things that seem like a scam. Okay, me. but at least with the vitamins, you have pertinent, concrete evidence, or at least you think that. Right. For you, didn't do anything. You right. really don't know about the boner pills. Any pop-up ad on the internet, scam. Probably. But these are these things, Jerry. We'll do that Dude, for an you hour. Do, you do an hour on that? Yeah. That's impressive. Do you let him talk? Oh, yeah, he talks. Got it. I gotta listen to one of these. I haven't listened to one. Oh, they're in a while. terrific, Jerry. You really I gotta get on a plane. Them. That's the only way I'm gonna well, do they're it. They're available. Would you like me to download one we can listen on the way home? No, to that you? would be awkward. Any... The, by the way, these are available on places other than planes. You can listen on your ride. Yeah, but I don't have time. Your home. I'm in the car with you. When you're having dinner with your family. These are other times you can uh at what point do we have the discussion on boner pills with my seven year old son? Got it. Okay. We'll just tell them they're a scam. Do not try them. Right. <laughs> You're an idiot. All right, All right Jerry, the warm-up show is next. Oh, oh, oh. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. All right, what do you say we do a show, and this portion is brought to you by CC's Good Wednesday Morning to you, Al Dukes. Jerry, just uh, you and I, just a couple of middle-aged men wearing rock and roll t-shirts <laughs> and sweatshirts today. From guys that are in their 50s yes, and 60s. Yes, that's right. That shows you we are very young at heart. You're wearing a Metallica hoodie. I've got a The Police uh, t-shirt on, We're locked Jerry. in. We are locked in, uh, ready to rock and roll this morning. I was actually watching some concerts earlier, getting ready for the show, just oh, to show kind prep. of... Yeah, just a little bit as I was going through my Twitter feed from uh, from last night. How did that go? Not as bad as I thought. The Twitter people? Yes. The concerts were great that I was oh, watching. I, I was watching a little of um, Van Halen mm -hmm. and Dreams, because I know you like that yeah. song. So I was watching some concerts All and right. songs, and so that was kind of good. Very good. Jerry, I uh, was watching that Yankee game last night. That Yankee? Yes, yes. I think we all were. Uh, yes. Is it still going on, by the Not way? Not still going on. It is over. But I'll be honest, uh, and I'm... Rooting for the Yankees, I think it's good for the radio station, mm -hmm. and I like those. I like the baby bombers, Jerry. Right. So you've completely distanced yourselves as a Met fan. Now nope. you're a Yankee fan. Right Got now it. the Mets aren't playing. Understood. And I still hate the Astros from the Mike Scott versus the Mets sure. era, even though the Mets beat them. Regardless, Jerry. Again, you get caught up in details. <laughs> you I don't. Got the last laugh. I though. don't get, and I get caught up in the details. Uh. But when they uh, went down three nothing, Jerry. And it kind of sucked the air out of the stadium sure. and out of my TV speakers. And then down 4 nothing. When Starling Castro's falling all over himself. <laughs> <laughs> I counted them out. 
You did. I said, all right. That's not what a Yankee fan does. We'll get back at it tomorrow for another another ball game. Right. But I'm going to count this one out. Even and on the judge home run. Did you to make it 4-1? I said, Jerry, I said, these solo home runs are useless. Well, I did say at that point that doesn't beat you, but at the same uh, at the same time, as we then saw, the Astros' relief pitching is so hideous yes. <laughs> that by taking McCullers out. I think you had to take McCullers out at that point because he didn't have a lot of innings under his belt. I thought I wouldn't even have started him actually in that seventh inning. Uh, to me, I thought you got he got you through six, and as good as he was. I don't know. I kind of felt like he was starting to get into some deeper counts. He was falling behind hitters. I thought it was kind of borrowed time. So I agreed with the fact to get him out once he get rid of the home run. I would have taken him out before the home run, um, but we see how that would have went anyway. But my God, they I mean, the Yankees just abused that bullpen. It was embarrassing if you're the Astros. And Jerry, would you do you say in baseball terms the ump was squeezing the hitters or the I thought pitchers? The ump, it's you know it's the interesting pitchers. you say that. I thought he squeezed Sonny Gray on several occasions, and then I thought he was squeezing the bullpens for both teams uh, late in the game. So yeah, it was a very weird strike zone at time. That box is so like you know at times like man he is spot on. It just caught the corner and he's calling it a strike. And then there's one that's on the corner. Eh, no, it's a ball. Like, well, it was just a strike. Yeah, I mean, you had to, like, put that ball right over the plate. He called the strike on Evan. Was it Evan? Yeah. Was it Evan Gaddis? No, it was on, on Brian McCann. That, I swear to God, was up in his in the neck area. And then the next pitch was a strike, and he called it a ball. So, I, you know, whatever. And then poor Sonny Gray. I kept thinking, like, as a Met fan, Jerry, I just kept thinking about Johan Santana and all those great games he pitched for the Mets. With and zero get run support. Zero runs. Yeah, what Give is me it, like one thing. 22 playoff innings? He's was, got no uh, one scored for him yet? 21 and a third, Jerry. There you go. I did my baseball research this morning. Right. Yeah, and when they showed him in the dugout when he got taken out of the game, he looked annoyed. Understood, but in fairness, he walks the leadoff batter. Now, the catcher's interference is unfortunate, and then he comes out after that. So that was unfortunate. Don't walk the leadoff batter. Is that really the catcher's fault if the batter hits you with the, their bat? Um, it. It's, they didn't it, argue it. It depends. Well, you can't argue. There's nothing to argue. Oh, I'd argue. I mean, he's the, the batter's in the batter's box. The catcher's in the catcher's spot. There's nothing to argue. I always wonder with Ellsbury, and last night you saw it for the Astros. Do they really go after the mint, or do they? Is it their swing path of the bat? Because it is strange that certain guys do it more than most. Some guys will go a whole career and never have that happen. Ellsbury does it how many times a season? Um, so it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, the, the catcher can definitely pull back a little bit. But you know when I did know, Jerry, that it was a Yankee kind of night? and there was When they won? No, it was a little prior to that. Prior to that. When Headley makes that turn after his hit. Sure. And he rounds first and falls down. So that was when you kind of went from it's over to it's a Yankee night. Yeah, because he has headed back towards first base. They threw the first. He should have been out by five feet. They had him dead, yeah. Jerry. And that MVP Altuve, bad job trying to it put down the, the tag. Base. The, when you get a break like that, that's when you go, okay, the Yankees. This is a Yankee kind of night. Yeah. It was definitely a That's Yankee what I said, Jerry. To no one, I was by myself, but I said. This... How did that day go for you? Were you really nothing to do for 12 hours? Uh, yesterday, <laughs> I set up my little dinner tray. I'm sure you set did. It right at, I timed out my dinner to come out of the oven, Jerry, right at first pitch <laughs> with my. You have some special life, I swear With my God. dinner tray. <laughs> now, do you, when you watch the game by yourself like yes. that, are you, and it was a long game. Long game. A lot of long, deep counts. Are you dozing at any point, or did they keep you interested? Because I know you had a problem the other night 
The later game. Yes, the later game. No, this you I were was okay. I was good. At nine o'clock, are you sitting there saying not nine o'clock, but at eight twenty-five, and it's still the eighth inning? Are you sitting there saying, oh "My God, what are we doing?" No, because and and I wasn't even tired. I was so jacked up from the comeback, Jerry. Because I live by myself. Or a diehard Yankee fan. I'm lonely. Help me. No, no. <laughs> I'm rooting for the Yankees now. Right. Well, you're rooting for them. That makes you a fan. All right. So for you, now, I am a fan. So please pronounce yourself. My name is Al Dukes, and I'm a Yankee fan. Hi. My name is Al Dukes, and I'm a Yankees fan. Fugazis. I agree with that, too. Then the luckiest man last night was Castro. Okay. Who uh, had two errors, 0 for 3. And one of them, we bounced into a double play. Yeah, I know. He had a tough night. Tough night. The worst one, though, was the one that made it four. That was when I thought the Astros would win the game. At 3 nothing. I still was, you know, you never know. When he falls down <laughs> trying to make a routine play at first base. Now, in fairness, he's 10 or 15 steps into the outfield with that stupid shift. But when he falls down and then, oh, by the way, throws the baseball behind him that allowed the score to go to 4 nothing. At that point, I'm like, wow, you know what? It'd be tough for them to come back now, right. and boy, that lasted all of five minutes. Now, Jerry, later on in the show, we we pick a uh, one Yankee player that is like the hero of the sure. game. Sure, I was uh, going back and forth. Right. Do you pick Judge, who got things going with the homer, and who then we picked the day before? Who we picked the day before, or do you go with Sanchez, who had the go-ahead hit? You know, that, it's funny. What do you, you do? You could go Gary Sanchez for sure. You could even, in a weird way, and this is out there. You could even go with a guy like Todd Frazier, who kind of got that thing rolling. He's running around the dugout like a child. Um, I would probably pick Sanchez, but I think Frazier gets some consideration. And I would not pick Judge only because it was the day before. Really? Is that fair to him? That's not fair. If you have a, what are we calling him, king of the game? Yeah. Well, star I then, of then, the game. Star of the game. Brought to you by Heineken. Right. I would say then. Then we pick Judge then. Judge. All right, then Judge is the winner. And I'm not going to spoil it because we don't do that till I the 8 o'clock hour. I think we no, just... No, no, it still could be Sanchez. Boomer has to decide. Boomer will decide as well. That is true. He is the monster Yankee fan now in this group, along with you. But that's what's good then, Jerry. When you can't decide a hero of the game, there are so many of them. They are. Yeah, by the way, Sonny Gray was great. You know, not that he would be the star of the game, but he gave you basically six scoreless innings, essentially, or five, or whatever it was. Jerry, will Masa Hero be the hero tonight? You better hope so. You better hope so. I better. Did you just think that up? Yeah. Okay. Boy, wow. He I better like, not give up early home runs. Well, that's that's his his downfall. That's usually. his Achilles. And if he gets through the carry. first inning, you know he's going to go six or seven innings for you. All right. So how about that? How about this Dallas Keuchel though? Will he be tired, Here's Jerry? What I he think. just pitched. I said this to you on the way in, so I can't be a phony. Oh, in the car ride? Yes. You guys should hear that show. Terrific. We yeah, we do a good job. Mm-hmm. We do. We're talking sports, actually. We are talking sports. I said to you, I almost don't want to do this because I'm supposed to stay with the Astros, and I still will stay with them to win the series. But I think there's a good chance they get to Keuchel tonight. How about that? Really? At some point, don't they have to figure yes. him out? Right? In the last couple of times, the last oh, three or four times they have faced him, he has dominated them. Law of averages. At some point, someone's got a big getting a big hit against him, don't they? I don't Keuchel! <laughs> Keuchel! I don't understand how any pitcher's really that much more dominant than another guy. I think that all the time. They're, they're all, all really good. Right, and they're all throwing fast, and they're all coming over so, the plate. All right, then Swing they, the bat. Explain to me then last night when, you know, Davinsky comes in. Who Davinsky? Ha- yes, you did watch the game, you said? I did. Okay. I thought, oh, here comes Davinsky. 
So what do we do now? When he comes into the game in the seventh inning, I'm thinking, all right, you know what? They gave up the home run to Judge. This should stabilize it. And he stinks. And then when when Gregerson comes in, like, who's this guy? I don't know. I, I'm with you. They all have talent. I don't know why they all can't They're do the terrific, same thing. Terry. All right, we got to take a break. This portion sponsored by CC's. Want to taste the sauced and tossed flavors of CC's wings on your pizza? Well, now you can with three pizzas inspired by wings. Now on CC's buffet for just five and change. Prices may vary. Back with more, including Boomer at the top on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm-up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. The superhero. Heroes of building products. All right, this portion is sponsored by Indeed.com. Yankees, a big one over the Astros last night. So we get a game five tonight as we are tied now at two games apiece. This portion sponsored by Indeed.com. Are you hiring? Join the over 3 million businesses that use Indeed.com for hiring. Post your next job opening on the world's number one job site, Indeed.com. We've probably got 40 seconds, Al. All right, Jerry, this is going to be overlooked because of the Yankees. So I just want to get it out there. Uh, Snacks Harrison, his babysitter for his three-month-old baby is Odell Beckham Jr. What would he know about taking care of a baby? Uh, here's the problem with the story, too. So it's it was set up through his girlfriend, and he pulls up the to Snacks Beckham's Snacks Harrison ha- girlfriend. Yes. Yes. He pulls up to Beckham's house, mm-hmm. and he goes, man, this house looks familiar. I wonder who lives here. I know I've been here before. Now, you've got friends. If you've been to their house. Yes, Jerry. I mean, you've got a few friends, right? Yes. You've been to Paul's house? I have. I don't know who other friends you have. That's about If him. your girlfriend drove up in front of Eddie's house, would you not know where you are? Yes. I'd be he all... claims he didn't know it was Beckham's house. I'd be like, oh, Eddie worked. Oh, Eddie lives here. So I don't buy that part of the story. The Yanks and Houston Astros meet in Game 5 of the ALCS.